the first episode of the Lead with Purpose podcast for MCPs. I'm very happy that you're here. And in this episode, we will be talking about MCP transition. What a topic, right? My name is Soraya. I am part of the AI 2021 team, and I will be hosting this first episode for our podcast series. And for this conversation, we have two amazing guests to talk about their MCP transition. And they are Eva and Shomei. Welcome, Yay. guys. Hello, How everyone. Yay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm doing good. Okay. Thank you, Shomei. I'm also good. Nice. Um, so we want to know more about your experience since, well, Shomei was your successor, Eva, and you had a great MCP transition. Uh, I know that it was very good. So, yeah, just if you want to tell me a bit about it, and then we can jump into some questions that we prepared. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I can share a bit. Um, I mean, uh, I was MCP of Isaac in Malaysia in 1718, and Shomei was part of my team. She was my MCPPOD, and then she became my successor. The thing is that she was already my successor the year before. So all of you MCPs that are listening, if you have an MCP successor for the same for the second time, that probably will make your transition easier. So that's what uh, happened with Shomei. Like we were because of her role as well, like working very close as MCP and OD. So I think the transition was able to be successful in that sense and we're able to work together towards the future of the entity. So yeah, it's something that we actually enjoyed a lot. And I think that's why she applied to be my successor for a third time for AI as well. So yeah, we have a lot of experience working together and that's why we also wanted to share with the MCP some of our learnings on that. That's nice. How did it go for you, Shomei? How did you feel during transition? Yeah, I think... Um... It has been a really interesting experience because, you know, like in Isaac's journey, usually everybody will change team leader, right? And I think with Eva was like, I have my Isaac journey, like I think like the, like kind of like 80% of my experience working with the same leader. <laughs> and at some point, I kind of like know what she's thinking, you know? I think that uh, definitely helps a lot uh, because uh, she was my coach as well, even when I was LCP, that I wasn't her successor. So I think there was a lot of like, like nurturing and pipeline building that she has done on me that I've been like staying so long in Isaac. Yeah, I think that was like um, one of the reasons that I stay, but it's also uh, one of the reasons why it makes our transition really successful. Yeah. That's very cool. Other than that, um, what do you think made your transition successful other than working together for the second time when you were MCPs? Um, I think for me is that we were in the kind of situation where we work for like two, three years, I think kind of two, three years already. So it was really easy for us to really like having trust and being really vulnerable uh, about the kind of mistake and also the achievement that we have achieved so far in the term. Uh, and also we share a lot of our thoughts about what kind of kind of long term direction that we envision for our entity. However, if you are like with a successor that maybe not from your own entity or maybe you haven't even met the person before or maybe you're MCVP, but probably you're not go going, going to have a really good relationship. I think something to start to have a really good transition is to start being vulnerable, which is to really open up and really share your experience so that you can start to be more authentic and also building trust. Because I think that's what like basically the most essential thing to have in order to have a great transition. Yeah, I think that's my perspective. Like, Eva, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same. Like, it started with a lot of, like, the thing that made us good is that we were also very good friends. So I think you can start by that with your successor. If you're already friends, great, keep the friendship. And if you're not, then start building that. 
because I think um, there's a lot of things that as MCP, you know, as a current MCP, you know, that a lot of people in your team don't know about. And your elect is the only person that, let's say, you have the permission to confide in them and also like tell them, okay, look, these are the people that were performing in my team. These are the people that were not performing. This is why I fired them or this is why I didn't fire them, for example, so they can learn from those experiences. So I think vulnerability and trust and being authentic was a very big part of it. But the second thing is that I genuinely wanted Shomei to succeed, right? Like I, I really wanted Shomei to be a better MCP than me. So I didn't have an issue in telling her all the mistakes that I had done in my term because I just wanted her to learn from them. Um, and also because I had already seen how she is able to continue something, um, if you are honest, because in our OD transition as well the year before, I, I took the similar approach. I told her like, look, these are all the things that I didn't do good. And we focused the transition a lot on failures, not so much on achievements. And she was able to improve based on that. So for me, it was like, yeah, I can take a similar approach now as MCP that I even made even more mistakes um, for her to improve. So I think it's, from my perspective, I was just being very like wishful for her term and also being very honest about um, the mistakes that I did in my term for her to not repeat them again. And then um, with that said, you talked about Shomei also as the common vision that you had for the NTP. So what other things made you able to have this shared vision and like common object objectives for IS accumulation? So I was actually uh, Eva, like I was the MCVP OD when I, Eva was the MCP. So it was really a really interesting experience because we, we get to uh, like co-create and share the whole entity vision together. And we come up with something which is like a stand, our entity stand, which is for United Malaysia. Uh, and I think um, one thing that we really did really well is that we take time and we discuss. And I remember that when I was starting my term as MCVP OD, Eva asked me like, okay, what is the thing that you want to see in Isaac and Malaysia for the next three years? And I think she continued to ask the same question even when I was also elected as MCP elect. Um, so I think one really important thing is that if you don't have the kind of opportunity to co-create something together, maybe there are certain vision that is really passed down to you as MCP elect. Um, it's really important to have the space to discuss about like why do we decide to go with this vision? What was the intentions uh, our, when our predecessor come up with this kind of um, statement? What is the thing that they wish to see for the next future generation or what kind of expectation that the future, uh, the past generation has to us in our term? I think this is really important. And I think one more thing to take note as well is that in, in order to ensure that like how the common vision can be shared to the past few generation is also to ensure that there is a proper downscaling to your successor and also to your LCP and LCVP network because these people is going to be your MC pipeline, right? So if you are doing a great job in making sure that your uh, LCEB are on board with that, then there will be no issue to continuing it. Because even after uh, Eva's term, which is, I think like right now it's like four term, uh, the entity are still using the same for United Malaysia vision. So I think that's how like we actually able to continue the share vision together. Yeah. Uh, what do you, <laughs> Eva, what do you think? Like, do you think I did a great job or you want to share? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was good. And I think the also the thing that me and Shomei did is that, first of all, I remember in replanning, like we had a whole block defined just for planning for Shomei's term, right? So it was not only the fact that I was trying to align myself to the things that she wanted to achieve in her term with her application and everything, but um, we also arranged the agenda of our MC planning to plan for that. 
And we divided the structure of the MC team in task forces. So like we assigned certain people that were already going to work for her peak. And we assigned certain people that were going to work for like the finishing of, of our peak, because that was the biggest challenge of the entities, like the transition from two peaks and managing the logistics of ending one term while also guiding LCs to do planning for the next semester. So that's what we did. Like we aligned that. And then also like we, I think we understood very well that the change will not come only from both of us. So what we did is that we, in the, before the next national conference that we had to launch our plan and to coordinate the planning of the LCs, we also did like a pre-meeting with all the LCPs and um, my MC team. And then we sat down together and um, onboarded them on the vision that we wanted. And we made plans about like, okay, what are the next three year goals? What are the next three year strategies? So we first work with the LCPs after me and Shemay defined something that we wanted for the entity. Um, and so that way, like they didn't have only one generation guiding them, but the, like the next generation was already on board in that sense. Um, and we made sure also that our MC transition was defined like that. Like every, every day of the MC transition, we would have conversations about all the things that we didn't do. We were very transparent with the, with her successors team. And we also had a lot of people returning, like a few people, actually not a lot, but like two or three people from my team who returned to Shomay's team. So they were able to carry out that, um, legacy. And like, I think the thing to answer Shomay's question, if she did a good job, I think she did a good job, especially at filtering, like what we will continue, what we will not continue. Um, and what are things that, uh, she recognizes as mistakes from my term that shouldn't be repeated in the future. And what are things that she would invest more energy on that we didn't, um, that affected the entity. Right. Um, so yeah, I think those are like my main, uh, points on that. And so Eva, continuing with that, uh, as MCP current, then what things did you let go of to make uh, room for your successor's vision and goals? Yeah, I think the first thing was that I was very ambitious when I applied for MCP. For some reason, I thought we could do 3,500 exchanges. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> but then... Uh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really ambitious, right? Like, I wanted to grow a lot. Um, so I remember that that was the first thing, is uh, re-looking at the goals and thinking, okay, maybe this ambition that I have will take more than one term. Um, it will not be something that I will achieve in my term. And I remember having a conversation with my VPTM, like how can we make sure that the network is not burnt out by the time that Shomei term starts? And how can we make sure that we don't push them so much so that they can have a better winter peak or fish peak, right? Because that was like the biggest challenge of our entity, that the first semester was really hard to achieve a, uh, a big goal. Um, so then we started like changing the way we were managing the network in that sense. Um, I don't think that was super successful. I believe that when Shome started her term, the people were very tired anyways, but that's one thing that we were trying to do, like not push people, um, for a higher goal rather than preparing themselves for the next semester. Other than that, I think it's just like certain projects that I don't even remember now that we deprioritize to guide more capacity for my team to, uh, support Shome's operation preparation. Yeah, I think those are like the main things other than like personally my own ego in order for me to be, uh, let's say, honest with her and authentic, but more from the strategy side. I think those are the main things that we we changed um, in our mind to make sure that she could uh, continue improving in her term and have a better term to start from. Yeah. That's nice. And then for Shomei, then how did you decide how to take forward from Eva's term? Okay, I think um, that's a really interesting question, right? Because um, I think 
uh, our, our entity were actually dropping or we weren't in a really good state when Eva was taking over the entity. So we established a lot of things. We established like the whole entity visions uh, and also uh, the, the culture, like the top three national culture and also a lot of system like SOPs, you know, like basically what uh, from like talent management system until like operation system, we have all these things. So one of the things like, that I was really conscious is to understand that why change something if it works really well, right? So that's why I decided to continue all this. So when, when my team actually came over, I actually asked them to spend a lot of time on shadowing. So they really understand on like, what is the thing that the predecessor has done. That actually helps a lot because they actually cut down a lot of time for them to really come in and change everything completely new. And then the entity has to go through the whole new change management again. So I think we kind of cut down that part because we just take whatever it works and then we actually advance it and we actually improve the whole system. But the thing is that it, it takes like two, three terms of a consistent implementation for me to really know that, okay, is my culture shaping working or not? Or is the vision motivating my membership or not? So that's why I was just continuing with what I do. I think I put a lot of trust and a lot of faith in the kind of work and effort that my the predecessor team has done and continuing it, doing very consistent delivery about the organization stand and also the culture putting into each uh conference touch point and everything to make sure that we are emphasizing the same thing again so that the people will not be changing the whole new team uh, like just because we changed a new team and then we became we have a new tree culture again and then people like getting confused so we actually cut down a lot of like confusion uh and also too many changes because you know like in isaac we change everything right like you know like every a lot of things change so if you can minimize the kind of thing that you change in the network i think the network really thank you a lot and what we did is that we keep the thing that works and then we actually like not changing thing and then whatever needs to be changed uh like ai directions uh, like my own like some system advancement then we we change that so i think that's the thing that we carry forward uh yeah it's actually really good like i like a lot of system because like I, I i'm like trying to be smart you know i'm like okay i'm not gonna waste time to change things so i actually like really maintaining it and advance it so that's what i think to like carry forward well, that was great. I mean, I think this will be very useful for all of the MCPs right now and understanding that, I mean, you don't have to think about all of the big things and all of the things that you can change, but, you know, just take forward. Um, so let's go back a bit to the beginning. Eva, how did you prepare for transition? Like what matters to put effort on? Yeah, I know. Uh, first, you need to do a lot of personal preparation. If you are like me, I'm someone who really likes attention a lot. So in the beginning, I had to prepare myself to share the stage with someone else. And especially, I think Shermaine is someone who is very charismatic and people like her a lot. So at the beginning, I was feeling a bit jealous, I have to say. So I think if you are like me, MCP, and you are very egocentric, and maybe you are Leo and that's your zodiac sign, you will, are, you will be like me that in the beginning you will feel a bit sad that you're not anymore the only person on the stage. Uh, but after that and getting more serious, I think like the, the first thing that I was preparing is I was trying to learn from my predecessor transition as well. Like what are all the things that he did in my transition that were really useful and what are the things that he did that were not useful or were harmful? And so from there, I, I think the biggest thing that I had with my predecessor that was an issue was the trust and communication part. But he was really good at documenting his learnings and giving me frameworks for capacity building and things like that. So I, I remember that I just shared a lot of material from his transition to Shomei, like, hey, these are all the things that my predecessor gave me that I think are cool and that you can learn from 
and he's better than me at this. So just learn from him directly. The second thing is that we also had like, um, clarity on what are the things that I cannot provide her with that she should talk to other people about. And we did this also for her regional director transition that like, for example, uh, like I just guide her to talk to other people as well. And I think that's very important because yes, it's important that your successor gives continuity to what you do, but it's also important that they're not uh, single-minded or one-sided in their perspective. They need to be able to explore different opinions, different type of leadership from different MCPs. So I would encourage you may also to talk to currents from other entities that I think we could learn from. And that was one thing that I think it's important. And I think other than that, the the other thing that, uh, let's say, I did for the preparation was just kind of negotiating with Shermay, when can you actually focus on this? And when can you not focus on this? Because like, I think a lot of times we have an ideal perspective of, oh my God, the transition, we need to meet every week, three hours, and it needs to be perfect. And we need to have everything super consistent. But sometimes that's not realistic, right? This is Isaac. There's a lot of things happening. So we map out the calendar that made more sense for her. And then from my side, I think uh, there are different uh, schools of thoughts on this. Some people say that you don't need to make PPTs for transition. I disagree. I think you need to make it to document things so that your successor can look back on it. Um, if you don't want to do it in a PPT, that's fine. You can also have a note, a shared note app or a doc on Google Docs or something, but it's important to have documentation. Like you cannot have all of the transitions just talking and not taking notes because the person will forget. And also, um, I think the other thing is just something that I do. Uh, I don't know if I did that as MCP, but I will say it and maybe you can do it is that. From the beginning of my term, I'm, I'm already taking notes for transition for the next term. So in the big, like now, I already have a list of all the things I want to give my PAI successor, for example, as I go in my learnings. Like, oh, okay, in your first Monday review, you should do this because in my Monday review, I didn't. And I think that could have been good. So those very, very small things that can make a difference. Um, for the person, even when I was receiving transition from Alexa's PAI, I was taking notes like, okay, I will do the same with my successor. I will do this differently. Um, and just journaling. So a lot of times, like if you're an elect now, prepare for transition from the beginning of your term. And, um, if you're a current, the thing that you need to do is try to remember how you were feeling at different points in the year. So you can give very practical examples and advice, um, to your successor. Yeah. Okay. And now, uh, talking to Alex, um, show me, what did you do to take the most of transition? How did you prepare? Yes. Before, before I share, like, what is the thing that I did to prepare? I just want to say that Eva was the kind of predecessor that she's what, she's much more charismatic. You know, I have to like carry over her, her charm. I think that was a lot of work. Okay. But I will talk a bit about like how I prepare myself because that was actually one of the insecurity that I have as an MCP like like I think uh one of the things that I felt was that there's like it within myself I compare myself a lot with her I, I felt like okay she's the one that was able to bring the entity in a better place like am I good enough to take it forward um am I gonna be able to you know inspire the network because when she delivers sessions people always cry like there's some point of people like crying at the corner and then people are like oh my god walking past us telling her like oh my god how much she inspired them and I'm just afraid that oh my god am I gonna be the kind of MCP that everybody will be like okay yeah it's I'm not interested uh, and I'm, I'm not asking myself to be popular but the thing is that I'm just worried um that I'm not able to bring out the same impact, right? So I think one of the things that I prepare myself a lot that ever helped is that she put me in the spot that I have to improve my 
the kind of insecurity that I think I have. So one of it is actually delivering the clarity of why. So you know that as MCP, right? Uh, you have to deliver Isaac Y session or Isaac Way session, right? And it's the kind of session that everybody knows the content. Like it's not new. Every conference starts with that session, but you have to be creative, right? You have to give people a wow moment to be like, oh my God, like your Y session give you another whole new level of understanding. And for me, Eva always make me to deliver a session like that. And I remember that there's one time that I was crying because I was telling her that like, okay, this is the kind of session that I'm not good at it. Like I knew that I'm much more better being the kind of session that talking about data and then giving people reality, like slap about certain things, but it's not about making people feel connected on certain things. So Eva like keep challenging me. And of course she gave me a lot of feedback and she keep pushing me. And eventually like I have to do it because it's part of the MCP job, right? So I think I overcame it. So one of the things that you can take away from my experience is to just practice it and understanding that, okay, what is the thing that you want to improve yourself on? And then really take a lot of uh, activity or spaces uh, with your predecessor to guide them, especially if it's your predecessor uh, strength. Um, another thing is actually spend a lot of time to understand your own uh, strength and weaknesses. And when I mean like, uh, self-understanding, this is really important because the thing is that a lot of time we will compare ourselves to um, like our predecessor or our compare, like we will compare ourselves to other peer MCP. You will feel like, oh, other MCP is so much better in this and I'm not good in this. So it's really important to understand that what is the thing that you can do really well and you can actually bring impact to your own team and to your own network and really focusing on that because that's the reason why your network select you, right? And that's the thing that they see a lot of values that you can bring to them. So really important to focusing on your own strength. And another thing is to actually spend a lot of time to understand on what is the thing that your team can do to support you, to complement you. The reason why we have MC team is because like we are not perfect, right? Like one person cannot lead a whole network and that's why we have a team. So it's really important to understand on what are the strengths that your team have and how they can complement you and really discuss strategy about, okay, I know that this person is much better than me in, uh, for example, uh, like connecting to external. Then maybe I can actually ask this person to teach me or maybe I can ask this person who always like be the first person who introduce themselves then only introduce me in the conversation. So I think this is the kind of thing that you can look into to help you to better prepare um, your own role. Um, I think another thing is actually uh, really read through the documentation that your producer give you. So I remember that, uh, especially when I, when I was MCVP OD, Eva actually gave a booklet about what is the role of OD. So I remember I print out the booklet and I put it on my table. So every time when I have a panic moment about, okay, what am I going to do with these decisions or this role? I will go back to the book and I will open it and I'll be like, ah, okay, she faced the same issue and this is what she did. So I'll be like, okay, I will probably do better than her. You know, I will learn from her mistake and I will take a better one. So I think that's also so the kind of thing that um, you can to really like have the kind of moment to read through uh, the past resources that your predecessor give to you because there's a lot of learning that they gave you. And the last one is similar to Eva, which is talk to other MCP predecessor. I think um, because your predecessor, like none of us are perfect, right? But there are certain strengths that people can, or perspective that people can bring to you. And talking to other entities sometimes give me a really different way on doing things. So I think that's something that you can try. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And now uh, let's start going now into the closing part of your transition, almost when you were about to finish, Eva. Um, how do you use transition to like close your term and then st start the next? 
Yeah, I think like the first thing is that after my transition with Shemay, I was a elected AI member to be a regional director for AP, right? Like when you're preparing your transition for your successor, you're going to learn a lot about yourself because you get to reflect about every month that you went through, every quarter that you went through. You get to talk about, okay, what are the challenges I had? What are the mistakes I had? So it's a very good process of understanding all the mistakes and you can analyze the patterns that your behavior has, how it influence people, um, depending on the challenges that you had with your team. So I think all of that process of preparing my transition for Shermay allowed me to understand what things I need to improve in my next leadership position as a team leader, uh, because I was still going to be leading a team and doing a role similar to MCP, which is regional director, right? So I think that was the first thing I, I was able to to use the transition as a process of myself to understanding what I need to improve at. Secondly, it's just another, like the second thing is like, in order for you to be able to be comfortable in talking about your mistakes, you need to forgive yourself. So of course, there's a lot of mistakes that I did as MCP that in the process of me being able to tell Shumei about it, I had to be okay with the fact that I did that. Um, and that made me leave the, I was, I leave, I left the experience as MCP very comfortable with myself and very confident that I did a good job, even with all of the mistakes that maybe during my MCP term, I was being very hard on myself. Um, especially when it comes to like team dynamics, team communication, managing conflict. These are things that were really hard for me as MCP. And because I was pushing myself to be honest with Shumei and dreaming of how she can be better. I think those things. And I think the last, the last, last thing that I, I was able to use, it's also seeing Xiaomi doing her selection because Xiaomi defined her selection process based on all of the mistakes that I did. It's perfect. It's like, okay, these are all the fuck-ups that we did in selection in last year. This is how I'm going to make my selection process better. So for example, I had a lot of issues with international MCs. So she was really picky about international MC selection and she, she evolved the process based on the, what I had built on, right? So I also learned a lot about how I can do a better selection as regional director in my next term. And I implement a lot of things that Shumei did to improve. Like I also learned from her and improve that in my own selection as RD um, in the next role. So I think it's just that. It's just like observing what your elect is improving from your work and then seeing how you can replicate what your elect is doing as well. And also learning from them and not thinking that because you're the current, they are the only ones that can learn from you. Um, so Yalo, I think that's what I what I did. In the usual way, how, how did it help you to close the term and then start yours? Yes. Uh, before I share my uh, answer, thank you, Eva. Like, I didn't know that I made such impact in your experience. But okay, because it's always the other way around, you know, like later impacting member. Um, I think for me is to really uh, like a, a bit similar with Eva, uh, forgive myself for the mistake that I make. I, uh, in my first half of my experience as MCBP OD, I wasn't performing, to be honest, like there was like things being delayed and I was really angry at myself. And also I remember that when I was LCP, I was dropping like a few exchange. I know that right now we may not talk about exchange. Dropping exchange may, may not mean that much anymore. But the thing is that it was a lot, it was a big deal for me. And I felt like if I'm not able to lead the LC, how can I actually be a good MCP? But I think um, throughout the whole transition process, it's a lot about really learning from the past mistake and accept that, okay, here's the past experience that I have, but it doesn't necessarily have to define my future. Uh, and really understand that I can still be the person who decide how I want to lead my team differently and what kind of leader that I want to be for the team and also for the entity. So I think um, definitely uh, spend some time to recap on your own experience and also to reflect what, it, what are the things that you learn about yourself. And even if you're not happy about certain things that you have, me.
just understand that what happened in the past cannot define you in the future. Like only what you decide to do will actually make a difference in the future. So I think uh, with this kind of mindset, I actually started my term and like whatever say, like I really learned a lot from her, from her experiences and also like a mistake and successes. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence, right? Because what I understand is that I know that I may not be the perfect MCP. Um, but the thing is that if my predecessor that I really look up to, she also make mistakes. She also makes successes that it is okay for me to also make mistakes. And I'm not saying that, okay, now from now on making mistake every time. I mean, like if there are certain mistakes that you know that you shouldn't do, you, you shouldn't do, but, but sometimes certain things are really new. Like you do not know how this decision is going to be, especially right now, Isaac has changed a lot because of COVID-19, right? So you probably do not know like, okay, how, what is the future? How is it going to look like? If this decision is going to be a good one or the bad one? So I think just really trust yourself and trust your team to have a good discussion. And then from there, uh, with the good intention that you have for your entity, just go ahead and make the decision. And if you realize that your decision is not the right one, then make sure that you fix it before you give it to your successor, right? Because it's not cool to pass your problem to your successor. Uh, but yeah, so I think that that's something that I, uh, that the advice that I have for you to like close your team and also to start your new team. Yeah, I think that's all. Wow. I'm, I'm learning so much. You know, I think that I'm even prepared for an MCP transition now. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was the most important moment in your transition experience and why? And this is for both. Leader, okay, you want to go, go first? first? Yes, yes, I will go first. Thank you, Leader. Um, I think for me, it was the essence session that we co-delivered together uh, in the national conference after our replanning. That was really cool. Um, I really like it uh, because... This is where we were launching to the plenary, the new stand of the entity. Um, but it was also very powerful. And like me and Shomei designed it together. And like, to be honest, as a session also made me very uncomfortable and very uh, nervous, even though like maybe people will think that I'm really comfortable doing this kind of session. It actually made me very, very scared because it's a very important topic. But I think sharing the floor with um, my successor, like it just, it just built up my confidence a lot. And I was really happy to see her um, standing in front of the plenary and speaking to them. I think especially because I'm not Malaysian, like for me, having a successor who was Malaysian meant a lot because I was like, okay, finally, these people are going to have an example where they can really see themselves represented, a person that really understands their experiences, where they come from, um, their culture, their inside jokes, like the food, everything that I couldn't, I couldn't do that for them because I wasn't from there. So my objective as MCP was always to give power back to the plenary and empower them. And I, that, I think that's why, Seeing Shomei talking about the essence of Isaac, specifically in a Malaysian context, was very powerful for me to feel very safe that the entity will be way better than that I could even dream of um, having her as my successor. And also seeing like her with, with her team. And I think the second moment was just like closing the MC to MC transition. We actually went to Thailand because we were having a lot of visa problems. So we couldn't do the transition in Malaysia. And I think the closing of the transition was really good. And it was really healthy to see her team um, being very empathetic towards ours. Like everyone followed the same example. Like my team was very transparent, very detailed, very clear, very honest. And her team was very understanding and they were like very clear on what they wanted to continue, but also very clear on what they didn't want to continue. So I felt that we had done a good job in passing down that uh, that example and that 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 vibe, let's say, um, to to our teams as well. So yeah, I think that's um, how it was for me. Yeah, 
I think for me, it, uh, it's actually similar with Eva, but I want to talk more about the team-to-team transition, right? Besides the fact that it is in Thailand, which is amazing, to be honest, like we have so much fun. Like, okay, but if you have financial issues, don't like do it in another entity. But the thing is that I think when we actually uh, have a transition in Thailand, it was the moment that I felt like we are one team. You know, like a lot of time there's a, like conversation like, oh, this is a predecessor team and this is a successor team. And then like we want to try something new, our predecessor, you know, like there's a lot of disagreement. But in this team or when I was going through these transitions, I was feeling like we were one team, like we were one MC team for Isaac and Malaysia. And that the predecessor is very patient. They are very supportive. Like there's no the kind of mindset or feeling that they are giving like, oh, why are you asking stupid questions? Or there's no the kind of moment they are like, oh, you should do this. You shouldn't question it. I think they are really open to questions. And also they show a lot of trust to my team as well. They they really like telling me things like, oh, like, like I felt like my successor is really good. Like I have really good confidence on them to carry out certain things. And I think that really set a really good turn. And also like whatever I said, right, regarding to my successor, um, I think I also set expectation with them, which is like as a team, it's really important for us to learn from our predecessor because I really have this belief that like we are standing on the shoulder of giant, right? Like we, we are only going to be good if we really learn from our predecessor and we really respect what they have done. So I think that's the kind of mindset that I give to my team and they are really open to really listen and humble to challenge as well. Not just because we listen doesn't mean that we don't challenge. So I think that's a, like a good balance. So I think that was like a really, uh, that was a moment that I felt like my team's going to be great. Like that's a good start. Um, and it gave me a lot of confidence to start leading my team in a good way. Yeah. Well, okay. And now just to finish the last question, what were the main learnings? You shared a lot um, already, but the main learnings that you had from your transition. I think main learning is just like an organization will never change as much as we dream of in one year. And that's okay. Like, I think people see it as a failure. Like, oh my God, I wasn't able to change every single thing that I wanted to change in my term. Like, no, you won't be able to. For example, I started my term working with very specific goals. Like I wanted to change IGB financial model. I wanted to change, reduce the amount of payables that we had from LC to MC. I wanted to achieve 3,500 exchanges while doing those two things, which is the thing that I'm telling you didn't make sense. And I wanted to fix like our first peak of OGB and marketing. These were like my main priorities as MCP. I still remember them until now. Like I'm not reading anything. I actually remember. Um, And I didn't achieve 100% any of them, but I progressed a lot in all of them. And I was happy about my progress. And Xiaomi was able to continue the same priorities. Like her, the, her IGB was still working on IGB sustainability in the term after. They were working on improving the portfolio to get revenues and not give IGB for free. Um, they were like her finance actually won the finance award for the next two years. Like Isaac in Malaysia was recognized for the finance award for the next two years because they continue working on sustainability. Um, from my term, and they were able to reduce even more the debt that the LCs had towards us. Her OGV in the first semester grew a lot in comparison to my term. So all the things that I wanted for Isaac in Malaysia happened, but they happened a bit later. And I think that's my biggest learning, is you just need to trust and understand that it's not about you and about your term being the best, but your term taking one step forward for the entity, because our terms are too short and that's it. Like, that's just how it, how it works. It's, it's too hard to do change management in one year. So just do a good transition, trust your successor and they will continue with the things. And then you let go 
of everything and then just start standing in the back and your role after you're done as MCP is not to track them, but to support them and to be there for them if they need to talk to you. And if they don't come to you, don't go to them because there's a reason why they're not doing it. So let them be and give them the space to to le- have their own uh, mistakes and learnings. And they will actually come to you when they actually need um, your support in that sense. So I think, yeah, those are like the main things that, that I learned from the transition at the end when I look back now. Yeah, I think for me, it's also like similar to what Eva shared, right? I think there was, there was this one super cool quote that I saw it like past few days that I wanted to share. And I'm not sure if this is the right space, but I'm going to share it anyway, which is people tend to overestimate what can be done in one year and to underestimate what can be done in five or 10 years. And I think that this is something that a lot of Isaac always like, you know, my year is going to be that year that achieves something huge. And nobody's willing to do like those, you know, like really tough job. For example, in my term, I, I wanted to achieve a lot of growth in product, but I knew that I should solve something earlier about the legality. But it wasn't sexy, right? It wasn't interesting. There's not going to be an award for me to like finalize, finally like solving my legal issues. Um, so something that I really want to share with you that my biggest learning uh, kind of like throughout my whole Isaiah experience as well, going through so many transitions is to understand is that I know there's a lot of awards. I know that there's a lot of comparison. Probably there will be a lot of ranking on different things. Now, even for BD revenue, you're going to have another ranking board for that. But it's really important to understand is that you need to compete within yourself. Your role is to make sure that your entity is better than it is. And sometimes pushing your entity too much to grow way too much of its capacity may not be a good thing. But not challenging your entity in a good way, it also may not be a good thing. So it's really important to find a balance, right? Like how can I actually make sure that uh, I can challenge my entity to actually improve? At the same time, I'm not stretching it too much because I've seen so many entities like uh, in our year, we like they grew 2,000 exchanges and then next year they start dropping nonstop because the member were actually tired. So I think that's something that's really important. And, and really understand is that what is the kind of thing that you want to improve in your entity? Uh, and not to compare. I know that like it's very easy to see other entity. Why is it so easy for them to do one conference and then suddenly they grew 1,000% in their BD revenue, but it doesn't happen to your entity. You will have a lot of conversation like that with yourself. Maybe it's just me because I like to compare it in some sense. But the thing is that if that happened to you, just remember that your role is to make sure that your entity be better. So I think really making sure that taking step by step, really secure step, then for sure your success is going to get the better entity when they start their term. So I think that would be my final learning. Yes. Okay. Um, so these were all the questions that I had prepared for this space and this podcast. Or is there anything else that you think you uh, want to share with the MCPs listening? I think from my side is just uh, take note of your learnings because you're going to forget. So if you're listening to this podcast while cooking or exercising or any other activity that you're doing on this point is like take some five minutes afterwards to debrief what are the main things that work for you and then the second thing is just like don't think that transition is a task that can be fulfilled by a framework Um, even if ai downscale the mcp framework that doesn't mean you're going to have a good transition so don't focus too much on the framework focus more on understanding the needs your successor have and building the relationship and the environment that will ensure that you can give them all the learnings and that's the best that you can do as an mcp so far um, I think that, and then yellow, I think also a random thing that I just remembered is that I also made sure I may talk to all the MCVPs to understand all the functions. That's also important for the successor to understand, especially functions that she's not, 
working on or she never worked on. So she can be good at leading uh, her team or understand the perspective, the functional perspective as well in the future. So that's like one last tip that I remember that we did that was also cool that you can continue. Yeah. Charmaine, what about you? Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. So that's actually a pretty good thing because I just tried my MCVP. I was like, I know that your predecessor is working on that. Like, did you make progress? Like, I knew, I kind of promised them that we have to improve this thing, you know, like go and work on it. Okay, I didn't talk to them like that, but you, you get the gist of it. So uh, for me, I think uh, there are two things that I wanted to like share is that first is, uh, transition is not like a Zoom call, okay? I, probably you're not going to meet them physically because of COVID, but really understand that it's an experience. So um, like if, you're, if you wanted to make sure that what can you learn the best from this person, really understand that what is the thing that, that worked for you, what kind of learning style that worked for you. And also for the predecessor, it's really important to understand that how can you teach the person based on their learning style so that you can actually customize the experience. So for example, one of the things that I does with my successor, which is Isuru, like my RD, now I talk about my successor. But one thing that I did uh, with him is basically uh, we have a lot of questions and answer kind of space because he's someone that he liked to be like thinking a lot of, like like basically stimulating a lot of different ideas and thoughts. So we so I designed our transition in this way. So it's really important to understand like your learning style. Uh, the second thing is that, okay, take care of yourself, okay? Take good care of yourself. I know that as MCP, you're like, okay, the entity is the most important thing. My team is the most important thing. But the thing is that if you don't enjoy the experience and if you are not at the good, healthy, and physical state, you are going to bring those energy to your team. Your team will know that you are having a shitty experience and your team will know that you are not enjoying leading them. And that, that kind of energy, you know, is quite powerful because it will translate to your team and then it will translate to your network. So really take good care of yourself. Make sure that you have the time that you need, personal time. Like for me, I never stay with my MC. I have the privilege to not stay. So I just go and it's good for them as well because I'm not tracking them when they are sleeping at night, right? Like waking them up like, hey, have you done this? So I can also stop myself from doing it. Um, so really make sure that you're picking up some of the healthy habits for you to like journaling or something like that so that you can feel better. Because if you are at your best version of yourself, then your team will be at its own best version of themselves and then your network will learn from that so yeah i think that's that's what i have to say for y'all okay all of the things that you said were great honestly i really enjoyed it um thank you eva and shomei for being here and to all the mcps listening i hope you got to learn as much as i did i'm pretty sure that you will learn from this and then take this forward so yeah Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And this was it for the first episode of the Lead with Purpose podcast. See you on the next. Thank you, Soraya. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.